0: All right, thanks everybody for tuning into the short thing here on September twenty-fourth. The Short Thing, sure thing. Today we got some picks. We'll also sprinkle in some stars talk as well as they are in the Stanley Cup final. Tough couple of games for them. But Warren Shore here with Ryan Silva to check us out on the Apple Podcast app as well as Spotify, the iHeartRadio uh podcast as well. We're here every Monday and every Thursday. So as we mentioned, today's our pick show, so we'll give five NFL picks against the spread in the Super Contest, and then we will go through the college football card and give our picks for college football weekend, as this is kind of the first real college football season, or college football weekend of the season. It's the most real it's been so far, so I imagine that we have quite a few plays on there. But Ryan, how uh, the last couple of days have been for you?
1: been great. Same old, same old. Just rocking and rolling, nothing, nothing to complain about. Uh, you know, can't uh, can't complain right now.
0: Yep, yep, I would agree. I'm back, as I mentioned on Monday. Somehow I did get in uh, a round of golf on Monday and then nine holes in on Tuesday without the rain. So that was uh impressive work by me, I will say. Uh but yeah, same old, same old here. All right. Well let's get in the stars first before we get into the picks. Uh they had a tough loss last night was not surprised about the loss on Monday night um, because Tampa was, we all, we both on Monday show said Tampa was going to come back and uh, come, <coughs> excuse me, come on. And they did, they got three first period goals. Stars gave up a couple of power plays to, took a couple penalties. They couldn't kill off the power play. And then I'm, I'm convinced that if they had five more minutes left in the third period, like if it was a 25 minute period, they tie that game and it goes overtime. I'm thinking they went in overtime. So they as as poorly as they played in the first half. I really thought that, or first period, excuse me. I thought they really played pretty well in the final two periods of the game. And even though they were getting outshot a lot in the third period, I thought they. I mean, I thought they played pretty well. And then last night, they, the game just kind of got away from them in the second period. I thought in the first period, I didn't get to see the beginning, but they were two terrible goals that they gave up. Two. Uh, Bad turnovers, Alexiak, and then Lindell lets uh, Stamkos get in on the boards, and he just walks in there and scores. Just <clears throat> bad defending, really bad defending. And then the parts of period I saw, like, I didn't think they played that bad. Like, you, they were dominating the first period after that. Just a couple bad defensive mistakes. They get the goal, and then the floodgate just kind of opened in the second period. And, uh, again, they are the underdog in the series. Tampa is the better hockey team. And they have more superstars than the stars do. And the quality is probably much better than the stars have. Um, and it, you could say it's it's kind of showed this, the stars for the Lightning have showed up. But I mean, it just, I, I don't think the stars are out of it. Obviously, tomorrow's a must win. I don't think you're winning three in a row against the Lightning, but... I mean, I don't. I don't really think they're out of it. They've they've played pretty well in the three games. Just had a couple sloppy periods, and that's cost them.
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get locked in uh, to either of these games because I've had i I'm, I'm at baseball late night uh, both Monday and yesterday. But from what I've seen, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, the big the big three penalties uh, the first period. Uh, on Monday's game, it, that's it's never going to work out in the in Stanley Cup Final as well for you. Uh, yesterday, again, those costly turnovers, yeah, I mean, we've, I've already mentioned before, we've talked about it before on this show, how even against the Golden Knights, it felt like um, at, at times, the Stars just couldn't get the puck in their zone and keep it in their zone. And um, that was kind of the case here yesterday. And and if if you'd give Tampa Bay that many uh, opportunities, you know, with the goal scorers they have, they're going to make you pay dearly. And unfortunately that was the case in the second period.
0: Yeah. And it's just,
1: yeah, they just, well, it got off to a bad start. Then
0: they kind of fought it, and they just, I mean, some of the passes that third goal, I think was the typical NHL video game goal where you just pass it right across the back the door wide. open, huh?
1: I said they yeah, had the good old back door.
0: Yeah. The old back door wide open. I mean, they're, they're also really, really good. That's another thing. And it's, I think it's also like after you win game one in a pretty dominating fashion, you're kind of just like, wow, like we could do that every night. No, you're probably not. You're not doing that every night. Yeah. And even in game two, it was pretty evident that the stars are want to make this series as physical as possible. And the Lightning don't really want any part of that. So mm. if the stars can like muck it up, a lot of extra hits, that's what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to wear down the Lightning. And that could work. Because here's the interesting thing about the series. So game four is tomorrow night. Game five is on Saturday night. So they're playing a back to back. Yeah. Because they not they're not going up against Sunday night football, and NBC wants a game on uh, Saturday night prime time, and so they're going back to back. So, I mean, you really got to dig dig. They got to dig down deep to get some extra energy and stuff because. I mean, you never play a back-to-back in the Stanley Cup. Uh, so if they can, maybe the the hits take a toll on Tampa coming up in the next couple of nights, you're able to get something out of there. And I know we've been saying, but it does, Sagan isn't scoring, but I feel like he's also doing a lot. Like, yeah, you need him to score, but he's been doing a lot of other stuff that's, like, noticeable and, like, really defending hard. And, like, he's been playing good hockey, he just hasn't scored. And people are like, he needs to score. Well, you don't think he knows he needs to score some goals? Like, come on, the guy's trying. Mm-hmm. He's got some good looks. He's just missing. And that's how it is. So they've been able to win without him. So, I like, the Sagan scoring, yeah, you want him to score. But to me, it's just like, all right, this is how it's been for the last 15 games. They've won. They've made it here this far without him scoring and doing the other work. So <clears> if he scores, it's like
1: icing on the cake now. Yeah, no, for sure. Luckily, Jamie Ben has has shown up quite a bit better uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals to, to kind of make up for that. Um, you know, he, he's kind of he's getting on the score sheet at least, and that's what we've we've said he's needed to do, and he's done that. So I, I agree. I think the Stars are are going to be able to come back and even this series out. Um, they they absolutely need to, as you said. You're not going to win three straight. They even have one a chance to win it all, but uh, I don't think I think so. Uh, let's say let's say they get a victory the next game. I have faith. Bad, yeah, I would
0: too. But they are. I mean, look, they're the underdogs for the rest of the series, though. Yeah, I think. I mean, they were. The, I think they were the underdogs the entire series coming in. I, I would agree as well. There. All right. So we'll see on Monday if the stars are have Game Six to play when we record on Monday for Monday night. All right, college football this week. Are you excited for the weekend?
1: Uh, like, as far as college football. Yeah, like the Saturday slate. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we get some SEC play going. You know, we get some some uh you know some meaningful football. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited for it.
0: All right, yeah, I'm 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 getting there. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some. The problem is a lot of the good games are like. I think I need some more nighter, some more games later in the day, mm-hmm. instead of the eleven o'clocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the lane train starting this week. You get Mike Leach going up against LSU. That's fascinating. Um, the big, the Big Twelve, gets underway. Texas faces Tech, Oklahoma. Like, they, yeah, this is the first real kind of weekend. What do you want to going into this SEC or Big Twelve? What's caught your eye? Like not picks wise
1: yet, but uh, just games that I'm looking forward yeah. to. Uh, I mean i'm I'm, I would say I'm just excited for it to get started i mean we'll see how oklahoma looks with uh spencer rattler i know they're only playing k-state but i want to see what he looks like uh at full full capacity that florida ole miss game does catch my eye some you know it, that that's what's gonna be great about this sec uh thing and the big 12 is just you know, you're just gonna see sec versus sec all season big 12 versus big 12 all season so you're really gonna see kind of uh who the creme de la creme is uh going into it but uh Um, I mean, I guess those are kind of the two that jump out to me right away. We've already seen Texas in action against UTEP. Um, Let's see how much LSU falls off. I know they they don't have much of an opponent opponent in Mississippi State, but uh, uh, we'll see uh, how much they've taken a step back, you know, losing, obviously, Joe Burrow, losing almost their entire coaching staff other than Coach O. Um, Jamar Chase isn't going to be playing. uh, So. You know, it's it's gonna be a, a big a big task for us. You see, like I said, how far they how far they've fallen, or if they they've been able to uh, to keep water. You're not allowed on the pirate ship. I don't want to be on the pirate ship. Pirate ship sounds stupid. That's fine. <laughs> You're not allowed,
0: Mike Leach. You are you are off the Mike Leach wagon. You are not. I didn't allowed say on the Mike, Leach, Mike Leach. I
1: just said Mississippi State. Well, he's the head coach at Mississippi State. I like Mike Leach. No, I just don't think Mississippi State's gonna be any good this year. KJ Costello, okay, he's going to be the All-SEC quarterback. All right.
0: Yeah. So you are not. You can. You are denouncing your Mike Leach fandom this, for this for it, as long as he's at Mississippi State. No, I literally just said I like I like Mike Leach, but I don't think well, Mississippi State's going to be any good this year. Do you have any other reason why? that is it's just other than Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, I mean. He, he's coming. I'm not he's coming. also saying
0: Mississippi State's going to be really good this year, but I think it's fascinating that he's going to do an SEC offense. It's got like an All SEC running back, a Pac-12 grad transfer, and like we finally get to see what Mike Leach can do in the SEC for this first year.
1: Yeah, his first year. I don't think it's going to be any good.
0: I'm also not expecting him to win like seven, seven or eight games or whatever. So then what's what good? Five saying? games. Well, I mean, I guess they're only like, they're only playing they're
1: only playing eight games. I guess yeah, they're only playing eight games. So no, mean, they're that's... not he's
0: playing ten.
1: Or are they playing ten? But they're only playing eight.
0: No, I thought they were playing ten.
1: Um, so five and five is a good year. I would say so, yeah.
0: Considering the defensive coordinator came out and said we're probably going to be really bad on defense.
1: So then why is he allowed to say that? But I can't say Mississippi State's going to be bad. And he he works for the team.
0: Because he's the defensive coordinator, and you didn't even know he said that until I just
1: said it right now. I don't care. I still don't. I, I'm just you. I it, it just like the defensive coordinator said. I don't think Mississippi State is going to be <laughs> any good. <laughs> But you didn't. If know he if seven. he has seen the team, I don't care. Even if he would not have said that, I still would have said Mississippi State isn't going to be any good. I don't know why you're, why you're going to bat for Mississippi State. I mean, like, I, I just don't think they're going to be any good. And when when they win three games or four games, I'm going to take a victory lap and then give you the Ole Miss lift up my leg and pee right on you. Uh, I'm also not saying they're winning seven. This was this was a weird battle. That like a weird. You don't know why I'm going to, to, to bat on right for Mississippi now, State. Seriously? Yeah, like this hard, like you've never fought this hard for Mississippi State in your life. I just don't think this year they're going to be any good. I want I to see Mike Leach. I want to see I want to see Mike Leach get some recruiting under his belt. This has been a uh, a weird year with recruiting. There's guys coming back, there's guys leaving, there's guys opting out. There's so many variables. I just don't think Mississippi State's going to be any good. Like that's I it. I fought for Dan Mullen this hard. You did fight for Dan Mullen this that's hard. That's Mississippi
0: State right there.
1: But still, like I just don't think they they're, they're going to be any good this year. Like that's yeah, it. their win totals four wins. So I'll probably win four or five games. Okay, so I'm not the only one. Again, I don't they know why got, I, they, also I don't. Have a, they got brutal crossover games too. Okay, all you're doing is just proving my point for me that they're probably not going to be How that good. How am I proving your point? I don't think any. If
0: you ask the hardest core of Mississippi State fans, they would say they won four or five games this year.
1: Okay, I I I I don't know what this what this is about anymore. Then I just don't think they're going to be any good.
0: That's fine. I don't think a lot of what do you get like three wins? Four, four or five wins for Mississippi. I was more
1: so talking about LSU than Mississippi State, and then uh-huh. this certain Mississippi State conversation. I was just saying I'm excited to see what happens with with yeah, LSU. you're taking pot shots at Mississippi State when you don't need to be taking pot shots at Mississippi. I State. can take pot shots whenever I want. Don't tell me what to do. I'll go well, over there, and can rearrange your room.
0: shots at
1: Mississippi State. I can take. I'll take pot shots whenever I want. Unwarranted I pot shots. Huh? I, this was this was an this started out as an LSU conversation. And it, I just said well, I don't think it's going to be safe, teams. right? And if they could have been playing Florida, and I would have said I want to see how LSU okay, does so the against second them. Second best team in the East. Oh my god, let's move on. I don't understand what this issue is about. I was just, I was just talking about LSU.
0: All right, no, yeah, I think it's well because you started
1: whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Send me, teams, send me a list of teams that I can say are going to be good and not good, and then we can be on the same page here.
0: I'm just saying this was an unnecessary shot at Mississippi State. You're allowed like. to say they're not going to be good. You just don't oh, to throw you. the extra shade at them.
1: <laughs> I'll throw shade wherever I want.
0: Unnecessary shot. Dikembe Mutombo swatted out of here. I don't think
1: so. I think, yes. if anything, I just – LeBron James, or JC and Terry and dunked on you. Do you
0: think him. the Aggies are going to be good this year?
1: No. As long as Callum Munn is quarterback, I, they're not going to be any good.
0: hot on the Ags.
1: No. As long as Callum Munt is back there at quarterback, they're not going to be any good.
0: I mean, I mean, the second game is a big one, obviously, at Alabama, but people are hot on the Aggs. Some people think they can make the college football playoff.
1: No chance. No chance. If they make the college football playoff, I'll shave my head. I'll pick my head.
0: All right. I mean, I don't think they're making the college football play, but there's people that think the Aggies are going to be really good this year. Yeah, people are stupid. Boy, that does—that's an unpopular opinion in that household. <laughs> bringing yeah. up the flamethrower today. Um. All right. We'll uh get to the. Do you have anything
1: else? We'll just get to the card. No. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead and hit lead up for the card. I'm still uh. I, I have, I'm cross checking a few things here. What was your record last week? So my love record last week was two and two because uh, I had five picks, but the FAU game was canceled. So I went two and two. Navy, Miami, my two dogs won outright. Pitt, Oklahoma State, my two heavy favorites uh, did not cover. I went two and two as
0: well. I had the Houston um, Baylor game that got postponed. I feel bad for Houston. They've Four openers or for the Corona. Five, yeah, five, yeah, now five, yeah. I know that sucks. I saw a kid say, can we just play somebody? They <laughs> don't care who. We will play somebody. Can we just play somebody? Go play Katy High
1: School real quick.
0: Yes. Get some work in. <laughs> just get an all-star team of, of uh, Houston ISD. Who cares? Like, they just want to play somebody because they got canceled yeah. again against North Texas.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, North um, Texas can't even fill the team.
0: Yeah, Arkansas State's game. There's been three games postponed. Honestly, you know what Vegas should do? They should put a bet out on Monday and say how many games are going to get postponed in college football this week, and set it at like three. Yeah. And see what see what you would do. I think I would take the over every week. It's a numbers game. You gotta yeah. get close. You probably get close to it. Right? Especially
1: yeah, especially the more and more teams that are going to be playing, the more and more games there are. Yeah, absolutely, it's a numbers game. All right, so yeah, last week I
0: went two and two. I'm eight and nine on the season, but I got eleven picks this week. Wow. Yes. We'll start off with the over in UCF ECU. That's 77. We're going to take over in that. Uh, So this one, I would, uh, I'm very hesitant on, and I might take, take it off, but everybody's on Kentucky plus seven and a half against Auburn. The whole world is, so I'll, I've. I don't want to do it, but I'll take Kentucky plus seven and a half. I'm gonna take Army plus 14 and a half against Cincinnati. I'm gonna take the over 56 in Mississippi State LSU under 52.5 in Georgia, Arkansas. I don't know how Arkansas scores a single point in this game. Uh, and I don't I think Georgia's not gonna run it up on them. Uh, I'm double dipping on Texas state, Boston college. I like the over 58 and a half and I like Texas state plus 17 and a half. So Boston college had that big one last week. they be Duke last week. Yeah. Last, last year they won their first game of the season. Then their second game of the season, they lost to Kansas. So maybe we get some of that. I know different coach, uh, this year, but, uh, maybe we get a little bit of that going on. I like Alabama over 56 and then Bama minus 15 and a half in the first half uh baylor starts the season this year this week i like them minus 16 and a half against kansas and then finally tennessee minus three and a half against south carolina and i wanted to finish off with byu
1: minus 14 against Troy, but just had to leave that one off. On. all right big card big card what? uh we have we have quite a few quite a few duplicates here so um i'll get to those as i as i run down my my list um, I'm gonna say OU. They're gonna come out and, and guns blazing, and they're gonna uh, cover the 27 and a half against K-State. K- I like that. Um, I like Florida if they're as good as they think, as we think they are. Um, I'm not too sure about their head coach. He kind of came from a shaky program. He's leading a shaky program here, but I'm still gonna take them to uh, lay the 14.
0: You're laying the 14 against Mississippi State. No. Sorry, I was
1: I'm, I'm I, said, I said I am kind of gonna take outside. I'm gonna take I said I'm gonna take Florida, even though I'm not too sure about their head coach. He came oh, from a Shaky okay. program and is leading the shaky program Unless, here. So.
0: Another.
1: <laughs> that one was on purpose. Uh, so yeah, Florida minus – uh, 14 there. Uh, I will take the over there as well. I'm going to double dip and take the over 57. Uh, I think if this is going to be a, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, especially for Florida. But I think Ole Miss is going to come out and try to score quite a bit too. Obviously, uh, we'll see what the lane train looks like. Um, I'm actually on Auburn minus seven and a half for the exact reason you said. Everyone and their mother is on Kentucky, so I'm just going to go against the grain there and lay the seven and a half uh, with Auburn. Um, Louisville. I'm actually going to take plus three against Pitt uh pitts playing pretty decent louisville lost a close one to miami last week but i think they bounce back even though they're in pittsburgh i think they cover the three if if they don't win outright um i like tcu plus two and a half against iowa state um i like army uh plus four i have plus 13 and a half as well i like them there that's another duplicates uh, Georgia minus 28, I do. I like the under there, but I'm not going to take it. I'm, I do have Georgia minus 20. I think they're going to absolutely blow the doors off Arkansas. Uh, I do like Texas State. I have them at 18 here, so I'm going to take that number because that's All what right. I'm looking at. Texas State plus 18. Uh, Alabama minus 27. I Again, they're just going to absolutely blow, blow the doors off Missouri. They might try to outscore uh, uh, coronavirus, much like we thought Dabo was going, was going to. Um, I like Miami minus 11 against Florida State. I had the same with both these teams. Early in the season, I pick one or both. I'll pick both one game. And if they cover, that team's good the rest of the season. If they lose, that team's bad to me the rest of the season. Usually they both lose, especially recently. Florida State stunk. But I like Miami minus 11 against Florida State. Um, I like Tennessee minus 3.5. And, and that will do it. That will conclude it for my, uh, for my card there. Well, and Florida State, Mike Norvell's not coaching
0: because he's got corona. So he's been like prepping them with zooms, the Florida State coach this week. So yeah, I don't know how that's gonna. I don't know how that works. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that is where uh, that's where Florida State is at, and I don't think they're very good either. Yeah. But all right, shift over to the NFL here. Cowboys have a big game this week against Seattle. It seems like they always play Seattle the first couple weeks of the season. But, man, the Cowboys are in some serious hurt in the secondary. So the secondary was already pretty poor to begin with, pretty poor showing the first couple weeks of the season. Now going into this game, uh, Chidobe Awuze is out for multiple weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, Anthony Brown is out this weekend with a rib injury. Trayvon Diggs did not practice yesterday with a shoulder injury. Don't know his status for the weekend. So they're already out two of their top corners, Digs They could be out with all three. And then they're going to – so, we, you know, we talked about Brandon Carr moving to uh, safety. He's on the practice squad. Well, he's going to get elevated to the active roster, and he's going to play cornerback because they need him more. This secondary is in a world – and Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive line, he missed yesterday with a personal reason, but then his knee was acting up. He didn't play. In the second half against the Falcons. So who knows what's going on? I mean, this this team is. I know there are injuries around the whole league, but this team is decimated on the defensive side. And then we didn't even talk about the offensive line yet.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're absolutely taking hits. Their hits keep on coming. Um, like like you said, they uh, they're 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 losing pieces left and right, and it's for, it's team especially on that defensive side that they can't they can't afford it um so yeah they're gonna be in a world of hurt I think this game isn't gonna go uh very well for them with uh uh with Seattle as well as they're playing Russ playing at MVP MVP type level two weeks in uh looks like him and DK have finally found I mean I shouldn't say finally but it really found a, a good connection DK had a good good year last year obviously Tyler Lockett's always gonna be there um, if that running game was just a little bit better, I still like Chris Carson. But if that was just a little bit better, I, I think this is, we'd be talking about, you know, just uh, I think we'd be putting the Seahawks up there with the Chiefs and, and, the, and the Ravens with how good they could be. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be brutal this weekend. Um, you know, I, I think if Dak plays at a, at a high level and that offense keeps humming, they might be able to keep up with with Seattle. But if they have any slip-ups, definitely if they have as many slip-ups as they did last week, don't even think that they're going to have any chance to come back and win it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough going right now for, not only for the Cowboys, I mean, across the NFL, we saw how just absolutely brutal it was as far as injuries went for, for all the teams. But uh, uh, when you're when your team that doesn't have a ton of depth at the top level to begin with, uh, you know, things, are, things have become really tough really quick for it, like like we are seeing with the Cowboys.
0: Well, I think part of the reason, well, yeah, it's tough. But another thing that I don't know if people have brought it up, but like in the whole, oh, see, the football's been fine. We don't need any preseason games. You would at least find out if guys were good that were like on the back end of your roster for like DBs or whatever in the preseason. So you would feel maybe a little more comfortable than just guys on your practice squad who have, say, maybe an undrafted Mm -hmm. rookie guy coming in or like things along those lines like a guy maybe he developed in the off season you would feel more comfortable you got no idea how those guys can perform in an actual game you just think in practice okay they could be pretty good then you got to throw them out there so that's an like i think that kind of hurts without the preseason is you guys don't get any game reps that have never got game reps before and you're just like okay we got to kind of we got to play them now or we're trying to get Brandon Carr out there or like the vet that still is a good pro knows what to do, but probably lost a half a step out there. So roster construction has been huge. Um, and it's just, I mean, every team, every team has to deal with it. So, but the, also the problem is you're going up against a passing attack in the Seahawks this week that you really need your DBs for, and you're not going to have them. And it sounds like a is out for multiple for a weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. A so, few weeks. So he's going to be out next week diggs who know who has any idea brown a rib injury maybe he could go next week i i mean it it doesn't look good for the secondary for the next couple weeks and like tyron smith did in practice yesterday he still got the west nile uh, neck stiffness going on so who knows what's going on there and lyle collins he's a, available to come off of ir next week cuz ir now is a 3 week stint but who know, Like we haven't heard anything if he's if he's healthy enough or is he ready to play next week? So who knows when these guys are going to be coming back at all? So it's it's a tough tough sledding out there right now for the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball, uh, for sure. And just dealing with the injuries, but again, everybody has been dealing with the injuries. So what do you uh, what are you expecting out of this uh, game this week against Seattle up there? There's no fans, so the home field advantage really doesn't uh doesn't really matter. Um so what, what are your thoughts going into this? Uh
1: I mean kind of kind of like what, what what I what I mentioned a little bit earlier was that uh I think I think this this Seattle offense is, is humming um with with his beat up and, and decimated as Cowboys offense excuse me defense is I think it there's a very good possibility we could be looking at another blowout much to like we thought we were going to see on Sunday with the uh, uh, with the Falcons game but it's it, it, if that if that offense can can limit the mistakes the Cowboys offense can limit the mistakes and and you know this is going to sound stupid but score as much as possible whether it's a field goal or a touchdown i think that gives them the best shot um, like i said I know that sounds dumb you always obviously want to score as many times as possible as many points as possible but that's what's going to take it's going to, if they're going to have to score probably you know 20 27 30 points if they want any chance to win this game, um, and we saw Seattle put up 35 against the Patriots' defense. That's I would say is better than this Cowboys' defense. So they're gonna have their hands full all day. I don't know who they have to to cover DK and Tyler Lockett and to really lock them down. I mean, it's gonna have to be probably uh you know done by committee because you you just don't have a shutdown corner right now or anybody in that secondary. Um, it, their pass rush. Luckily, Seattle's offensive line isn't that is you know isn't top tier but obviously russ is is real sneaky back there and can, can make plays with his legs so even if the pass rush is there i don't know that that's a game changer for the cowboys
0: yeah it's it. i don't think it i don't think the pass rush is it needs to show up to help out the DBs, but i don't think it's really a game changer the interesting thing with mccarthy's offense so far we talked about this a little on monday i've been kind of a little underwhelmed by it uh-huh. is that when you get in first and ten situations so we all heard heard that mccarthy loves to throw the ball on first and 10 with green bay like he put it in 12 personnel th- three wide receivers out there he just loves to throw for the ball well in dallas so far he's had um 32 plays of first and 10 this is through the first this through the first two weeks of the season so far he has uh thrown it 16 times he's ran it 17 times so pretty even and he was like at the 70% pass rate uh, when he his final season in Green Bay. So maybe we're seeing him adjust to having an elite running back that he didn't really have in Green Bay, even though Aaron Jones is really good. Maybe he didn't trust Aaron Jones that much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we haven't really seen... We haven't really seen this offense. And, and the success rate is much... I mean, when they throw the ball, they have a success percentage of 81%. They're getting ten point. Uh, like their yards per attempt is at 10.6, and then the yards per carry when they run it is 3.7. So just like, yeah, getting three yards is fine, but you're setting, up, setting yourself up for a third down. You're at least going for another first down when you, when you throw the ball. So I think they need to throw up more on first and 10. The team that throws it the most on first and 10 is Cincinnati. They're throwing it 81% of the times. Um, so I think we still haven't seen the full McCarthy offense. But um, I hope to see that this week. Um, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's just it's still hard to. It's I think like the only way the team's going to win is if you just let Dak throw it like thirty five or forty times. Like I think the Zeke twenty five carries. I don't know if that's the way for success for this team. I I I really don't. They need to be a pass first offense. And I think like having a running back like Zeke is great and all, but him giving the contract, it's like you're forcing yourself to run it with them when you should be throwing the ball 65% of the place you have. That's that's at least what I, that's just my opinion there.
1: I don't know. See, I, I think I like getting Zeke involved early. Um, you know, it, it sets up the play action and with the, with the offensive weapons you have on the outside and now if Dalton Schultz is actually who, who he showed he could be, um, on Sunday, then that obviously is going to open up the middle a little bit. Um, you know, if, if they're trying to play the run and they bite on the run, you know, obviously linebackers crashing down that opens up the middle. Um, then your 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 corners have to play, you know, a little bit more safe on the outside. I don't know. I just feel like if they can get deck the ball early, I think that. 17 to 23, maybe 25 uh, carries is, is a good sweet spot for him. Um, and it, it opens up the passing game. I mean, how many times have we heard the cliche, the running game opens up the passing game? And I, I think that definitely is true for the Cowboys because they have such a weapon back there in Zeke and so many weapons on the outside that they can utilize um, with, with Gallup, Cooper, and, and CD. So I, I don't know. I, I, I disagree there that I think getting getting Zeke involved sooner uh, and early is 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 huge for the Cowboys.
0: I think actually the passing game opens up the run game for them because teams are going to be so focused on the three receivers. Yeah, you can see that. I and I just feel like they're better when they're throwing it than when they run it. It's I just I so far I feel like like this is not the McCarthy offense that he did in Green Bay. Like I feel like he's being too like man I have such a good running back like you just said we need to give him the ball. Well, fine, but don't take it out of your rhythm of who you are as a coach and why they why they brought you in here. They brought you in here so you could be a you could have a dynamic passing offense. And this league is a passing league. It's not a running league. So how about we focus on the strengths of the quarterback?
1: The guy that just- yeah, I disagree. I would disagree there. If you have a strong running game, use it. I mean, it's that'd be that'd be dumb not to you. Aaron Jones is a very good running back. But I think we can both agree that Aaron Jones and Zeke are two totally different tiers of running backs in the NFL. Yes. Yeah, I understand it's a passing league. But guess what? Zeke can catch the ball out of the backfield too. I don't know. I, I I feel like if you have, do they have a good running game or do they just have a good running back? I think there's a difference. Uh, um, I think they have a. I, I think that's the same thing. How can you how can you have a bad running game with a good running back if you have a good running Your back? Your offensive you're not a good line
0: running pass. Game. Uh, rush block win rate could be terrible. You cannot be getting a lot of yards per like yards per carry on that. Like there are other things. Like you have a really good running back. He just these just doesn't have the system
1: doesn't set up for it. But I think they have. I think, they running have running I, think, I think I think they have a good running game and a good running back. I think I think they have both. I think the game. I think the, ga- the Cowboys have a good running game.
0: Okay, because when Washington had Shanahan, would you consider they had a
1: good running game because they could put in every single running? Yeah, the back. zone blocking scheme. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's a good running game. So that's a good point. That's that They had a good running game there. Uh, but I think the Cowboys both have a good running game and are a good running back.
0: Okay. I just, that was an example of a good, like Denver, with, wherever Kubiak goes, they have a good running game. Obviously, it helped with Alvin Cook. But when he was in Denver, they had a good running game. They didn't have a stud back. So I think you can have a little bit of difference there. All right. What's your, uh, is this game on your card? Mm-mm. I have Seattle minus five.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's, that's where I'd be leaning as well. But, uh, yeah, it's not an official pick on my card. Um, since you gave that pick out, you can go ahead and, and
0: finish it out. I went two and three last week, so I'm 6-3-1 and one on the season. I have a couple games that I've been deciding, like, been going back for. So I have Seattle minus five. I have the Rams plus two and a half. I don't know understand how the Rams are getting two and a half against Buffalo. I guess it's because they're going to a second week. Yeah. A second cross country trip, but give me the Rams plus two and a half. I'll take the Packers plus three on Sunday night against New Orleans. I'll take the Giants plus four against San Francisco at home. San Francisco's probably starting Nick Mullins, and they're also doing a cross country trip again for back to back weeks. Then my final pick is I'm going to take the Bucks minus six. They're
1: playing the Broncos. Okay. Yeah, so see, I, I was on that uh, that 49ers game as well, even with Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins is actually going to be the guy uh, other than Jimmy G. I, I, I think there's something to his game. If it's not in San Francisco, it's going to be somewhere. I, I like Nick Mullins. I think there's something to his game. Um, much like you just mentioned, that that running game, I think that, that's kind of a plug-and-play running bat, running game there as well in San Francisco. So even though they're going to be out with Tevin Coleman and out Mostert, I think Jerick McKinnon can get it done. But the, the deciding factor there for me with 49ers was – I saw a tweet with Solomon Thomas and uh and Joey Bosa going down they lost like 50 percent of their uh, pass rush or their, their quarterback pressure so it's like you know you're hoping that they can still still get it get to the quarterback to cause some issues I know the Giants without saquon but uh, that was a toss up there for me too uh, I went four and one last week um, I had that backdoor cover in Miami that that beat Buffalo with 49 seconds left so I'm seven and three on the year so far a lot of favorites this week and I don't know how I feel about it uh, I like the Titans minus two and a half against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, I don't know I don't know if he's left-handed or right-handed right now. I don't think he knows either the way he's throwing the ball. Uh, that Titans defense isn't bad, and their, their run game is just good enough to open up the, uh, the offense with Jonu Smith and A.J. And, uh, um, uh, Brown. I know he was questionable to play. I don't know if he's going to play for sure, but I think they got enough there. I like the Cardinals minus five and a half. I think they're the real deal. I think Kyler is the real deal. I still had questions going into this season about him. But I think uh, you know the performance we've seen him put on with his arm and his legs, the, the uh, addition of Nuke is it, just that that offense is going to be humming. So I, I like the Cardinals minus five and a half. I feel like this going to kind of be a darling pick for the week, but I like Jacksonville minus three against Miami. They've played two really good games so far, both as big underdogs uh, they've covered both times. now they're catching now they're laying points against a, a, a Miami team that really hasn't found their flow. Um. And for whatever reason, Tua still isn't there. So I like Jacksonville minus three. I like Atlanta minus three as well coming off of that absolutely just gut-wrenching loss against the Cowboys. I think they come out. I think that uh, offense keeps humming. I don't know if Julio's playing. I know he was questionable, but I think even so they'll have enough there. And then I like Carolina plus six and a half. Um, they are playing. I didn't write it down here. Who was Carolina playing? Oh, the Chargers. Yeah. Justin Herbert's playing. I know he had a good showing last week. They played well against uh they played well against the Chiefs, but I, I still like the Panthers plus six and a half. I think Robbie Anderson's got enough there. They ooh, I might have just talked myself out of that because they lost Christian McCaffrey. Oh shit, I might have just talk myself out of that. Uh yeah, we're switching the Panthers to I don't like the Rams plus two. I like the Rams too. We'll go Steelers minus four against the Texans. All right. Last little audible there. We we checked out of that one. We checked out of the run and went to the pass. Last
0: week I forgot to give out the, the 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 model traveling last week. He went two and three. Oof. Uh so it's uh it's uh he's four and six this year, the model's four and six, off to a tough start. But we got the picks this week, the model. He's got the Packers plus three that makes it even. He's got Tennessee minus two, he makes it minus four. He's got the Raiders plus six. How about this? The model is the Raiders as a as a pick'em game against the Patriots. Really? Yes. Yeah, so obviously, I don't think it considers a Monday night finish and then cross-country travel. Yeah. Um, they got Philly minus five. They make it 7.9. And then they make it Dallas plus five. Or they have Dallas plus five. They make it uh, Dallas plus 2.1. I think that's also without the injuries um so that's what that they got going on there but we've been pretty good in the nfl so far i wanted to take the cardinals too but i've been on the Lions the first two weeks and if i was on the cardinals i'm like oh i'm going to switch on the Lions, and guess what the Lions were probably it's like you you took the team the first two weeks and like oh now
1: you're going against them so they're probably going to cover like you just couldn't do it i had to take a week off the Lions are dead what? to me i took them week one and uh, deandre swift dropped that touchdown in the uh in the end zone so they're dead to me now yeah the Lions. and i mean the Plus, Darius Slade. They don't have any lockdown defenders uh, in the secondary uh, to, to control well, They got him. Okuda back, but he's just getting his legs under him. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about Jeff Okuda.
0: He was out week one, so that's yeah. last week was his first game. So he's just trying to get back in the rhythm because he hurt.
1: I, I'm, get, still like, gonna take, I'm,
0: I'm still going to take Hopkins in that, uh, that matchup. No, I... I'm not faulting you. I'm just saying I wanted to take them, but when you're on the yeah. team the first two weeks, you go on two against them, then you're going to jump on the other side of them. You could see it coming a mile away. That Absolutely. So that's you're why right. I'm wiping my hands clean of the Lions this week. Got to get them, got to wash them
1: off there. All right, anything else before we close out here? Uh, um, nuggets win. Yeah. No, I don't think that's a big deal. Not at all. The Heat, heat win. Not a big deal at all. I think it's a gentleman's sweep there. I don't know why everyone's so shocked at how good Tyler Hero is. Like, he went to Kentucky. Like, the dude's been a bucket. Yeah, but I don't think they saw him. Like, it is like first season
0: becoming like this good.
1: I I, I thought Tyler Hero was good for for a while. I've been on him, especially after he bagged uh, what's her name, Katya Elise Henry. You knew that guy just had confidence through the moon. I don't even know who that is. Do yourself a favor and search that Instagram.
0: Someone's infiltrated the bubble. I saw. Some females infiltrated the the bubble and she's going about it on TikTok. The daddy gang girl?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wolf. Who paid seven grand for her to fly out? Like, <laughs> come on.
0: First of all, too, you got to take your phone if you're the NBA guy that brought her in. Like, you, yeah. got, you
1: can't be. You got to like. Yeah. See, thing. like, I'm staying woke on this. Like, I'm thinking like her and her family like went down to Florida for a vacation and she like, I don't know. I know, I know there was that sheet there, but you can print that off anywhere. That's at the NBA league, whatever. I'm staying yeah. woke. Because, I mean, there's no reason why an NBA player is... I mean, I'm not one to, to, to shame, but... There's better selections on the menu. You're shaming, Let's though. That. You're shaming. <laughs> I'm just I saying, just like... I'm not one to shame. I'm not going to go... I'm not going to get chicken tenders when I go to a steakhouse. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, one thing I want to talk...
0: Why did... I thought I'm surprised on your uh, card. No Redskins. No Washington.
1: Yeah, I know. I uh, didn't see... Anytime, seven points is a lot. Yeah, I mean, anytime the Browns are lane seven, you got to like at least look at it twice. And I did. I looked about four or five times. But I'm just not sure about our quarterback play yet. I think it's coming around. I have full faith in Dwayne Haskins, but it's not there yet. I, it's just not there yet. So once we can get that uh, that offense humming a little bit. I think what we need to do is is just run uh, a a more up-tempo offense, kind of like what he ran at Ohio State. It looks like he gets into rhythm when it's just like one, two, three, drop back throw, and, uh, you know, or even a one, two, drop back throw. I think we need to get get Humming on that a little bit. Um, And, and, you know, I know know Cleveland's getting a few of their pieces back in the secondary. Yeah. What's the pass protection like out there in Cleveland? Good. Yeah, I see. We got the –
0: Ricky offensive tackle, he's looked great. Conklin's yeah. back. The, the pass protection's been
1: much better than last year. Yeah, see, I think this is a game where Odell and Jarvis kind of feast. No, you, know, says, you know you know, who my dark horse is for this game? Even though I'm benching him in every league that I have because he's pissed me off the first two weeks? Uh, Hooper. Austin Hooper? Austin Hooper. Yeah. Because the Red, the Washington football team cannot cover tight ends to save their life. We saw Dallas Godfrey. Eat our lunch up uh, last, or excuse me, week one. Not so much last week against Cardinals because they really don't have a good tight end. But uh, but uh, I think Austin Hooper has a chance to go off.
0: Have you seen the Browns ever cover a tight end before? No, because they don't. (laughs) The one, the key to the game though, the key to the game for this week is a lines, a line judge that actually knows what a fumble is. And who properly recovers a fumble. If they can, if there's a line judge that can do that, then I think the Browns have a good chance. I mean, I think they, I think they nailed it the first time. (laughs) That we talked about that. I, we got to pull that up. That play is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He's literally holding the ball up as the referee is. He's out of the scrum. The referee is looking in the scrum. He's holding the ball up. The Brown player is holding the ball up and she points to the, at the time, the Redskins ball. I mean, that is clown show refereeing if you've ever seen it. I
1: hey, mean, respect well, the call. you
0: just, no, you, it's funny. Like, I'm laughing at it now. <laughs> at the time, I was incensed. Like, I
1: literally could not believe no, it. No, I remember. I remember like, I remember that, like literally. Because he even had the balls looking around like, yeah, the ball the ball's right here. Yes. Like, and they
0: reviewed it, and they didn't do anything. They said, no, the play on the field stands, which I don't understand. If that, the key to the game is if the if there's a fumble, the line judge, properly gives the uh, to whichever team recovers it. I'm not saying both si- one side gets the uh, benefit of the doubt. They just properly
1: give the ball to whoever recovered the fumble. But uh, Do, all right. uh, So who who has more turnovers this game? Which team?
0: Well, we're due for a Baker pick. He's thrown one in nine straight games, so just mark one down somewhere in there that he's going to throw a pick. Dwayne Haskins is not throwing a pick yet. I don't know. I would say it's probably even. They
1: probably both have like one turnover or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is Dwayne Haskins an Ohio guy? No, he's from Maryland. Oh, duh. Yeah. Shit, I knew that. That case, he's, he's coming home to Washington. God, yes. I, I knew that. That was a stupid question. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I my brain just short circuits.
0: They got the Ohio State Maryland guys. They got them all on the team. Cause yeah. Chase Young's a Maryland kid, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: They got them all there. Same uh, with no. same
1: with the uh, touchdown. Touchdown, Terry. Yeah. I don't know where he's from. McLaurin's from. He, you know, he's a, uh, I thought he was in Ohio, or excuse me, uh, close to Maryland. I think he's a DMV guy.
0: Ohio State gets a lot of guys from there.
1: Yeah.
0: He is from... Oh, Indiana. Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on the Pick'em Show. We'll be back on Monday. Recapping a full slate of the NFL action and whatever else is going on. we got MLB playoffs next week, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. So talk to everybody on Monday.